Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Pack, the official sports podcast of the Nevada Sagebrush. I am your host, as usual, Derek Raritan, sports editor for the Brush. And with me, as he has been for the past two weeks and will continue to be for the rest of our time, is Dominic Gutierrez. How are you doing, man? I'm doing very good today. How are you? Um, this is has been a, let alone a crazy day, you know. Wednesday, September 27th will probably go down in history as a big day. And we'll get into why that is. Of course, we would typically start with a week in review, but both of us have, both of us here in, in the studio have kind of, we've discussed it and we thought it one bit of news kind of takes precedent over anything that we were planning today. And that is the announcement by the GSR and Nevada of a new stadium going along with the plans of the GSR's new entertainment district. Would you mind going a little bit into that, Dom? Yeah, so it turns out <clears throat> that the GSR and the university are going to be pairing up to build a $1 billion... Is it both of them, or is it just GSR, and we're kind of benefiting from it? Well, yeah, it's it's more... And that's the big thing, is this billion-dollar project, it's not going to come out of the pockets of the university or even the taxpayers of Reno and Nevada. It's all... It's privately funded, 100%. It's going to be there by the GSR. Um, it's obviously going to take a while, but it's to say it's big news is would be that's an understatement. Like this is this is definitely going to be the biggest thing that's ever happened to Reno. Oh yeah. To date. Um so it's just it's crazy to see how much not only the city of Reno is going to benefit from this, but the university in terms of um, the basketball stadium, having that new arena, it's it, it's just a lot. No, and just kind of to sum it up, we are getting – I may have just – I may have summed it up already. But, like, to kind of prove the point, we're getting a new entertainment district. Mm-hmm. It's including a – I think an 800-room new building. Yep. We have – It'll be 300 riverfront residential units. Which will be mainly for um, people who work in the GSR. Mm-hmm. So, like, it goes down from, like, high executives all the way to, like, people who – I keep on saying like a lot, and Dr. Mitchell would hate this. <laughs> But he's going to be listening. He's like, Mr. Raritan. Yeah, it's 300 houses for all of them. It's 800, uh, all the workers. 800-room new building that they're going to be making, I believe, as well, if the website is correct, which I believe it is. Then there's the there's a new, like, golf, little, like, like water golf. Basically, like, top golf is what it looked like, but water. Yeah, they're just, it's how, and if you've golfed at the GSR, you know what their golf setup looks like already, just being on the edge and then you're hitting it off into that little lake area um but they're just completely renovating that to have that more top golf feeling but it's still going to be out the water right and then obviously the biggest news which impacts us the most the stadium Mm -hmm. i mean i i don't know i am so excited i was both of us as well as a few friends who work in different publications and friends just in general were at the event as well and oh my god (laughs) It looks like Allegiant. It's. It looks like it looks like a basketball or like just like a regular like arena version of Allegiant. I would have never imagined any of that to be in Reno. Like I, that's something that you would see in Las Vegas. That's oh yeah. The kind of project that Las Vegas would build around a casino. Reno, you would never think that something that big and renovating would be anywhere near the city. But not, that's not, just the impact of it. Not to mention the fact that there's the partnership or the exploring the partnership is what is on their website but they basically like through the way that they were talking confirmed men's basketball will be playing in there 
Yep. I don't know the logistics because obviously they only said men's basketball. They brought up maybe something about tournaments with men's and women's basketball, but mainly that will be the home of the men's Wolfpack team. And then from there, which is kind of why we're talking about this because, you know, men's basketball. Um, but then from there, it's like the women are just going to be put the Lawler, it seems like. Which, hey, having Lawler by yourself is kind of a, you know, good yet bad thing. And, so, and it depends on who, who you ask. But, damn, the renderings that they had of the actual stadium itself. Um, and now, of course, if I remember correctly, the renderings were mainly for concerts. Like the 3D renderings. Correct, yeah. But, like, dude, no, that, like... Again, likes. I'm just so shocked by it. I shouldn't be saying likes so much, but it's crazy to think that we're having this. Like you said. And and that's the thing with renderings that really puts things into focuses. You know, you see anyone can make a rendering and say, oh, this is going to be the biggest venue in the world. And, you know, things fall through or, you know, the blueprints change up. But usually when, especially now, when you see that kind of rendering, it's just crazy to think how it looks so futuristic. But that's actually what it's going to... Because I remember when down in Las Vegas, when the Allegiant Stadium renderings were coming through. Right. It looked exactly how it looks now. And everyone, you know, you sit there and you're like, there's no way that something could look like that. No, But then you realize how possible that really is and how just insane that's going to be to be driving down on that freeway and seeing all of that. It's huge. It's amazingly huge. I'm surprised. It's... It's, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so excited. But, and again, you mentioned it before, but being only privately funded is outstanding. Because we, we hear all the time about like the Bears mm-hmm. um, are trying to look for money right now. I think the Athletics are trying to get find money as well mm-hmm. to, to move to Vegas. Yeah. You have other teams that are trying to le- relocate as well that are asking for public dollars or they're trying to build a new stadium. This is, and they mentioned this during the, uh, What's it called? They mentioned this during the kind of like the initial announcement conference that Mm -hmm. they had. It's privately fund being privately funded, and note the biggest privately funded being the biggest privately funded project in the city's history, as well as like I guarantee you, there's only a few. I I mean, mean, obviously, I don't have numbers or anything in that sense, but I could imagine that there's very few actual projects that are privately funded like this Mm -hmm. that can top the amount of money that's being pumped into this. Like, it, the entire thing, from the stadium to the aqua top golf experience thing the, to the to the new renovations of the lake because they're going to have lakeside housing and the housing itself and the new building. A billion dollars, they said at least. Yeah. They said at least a billion dollars. Are you serious right now? I want to know who's donating to this because that's that, that is absolutely wicked. Oh, boy. That, there's so much. There's so much to say about that. That we've already kind of talked about, but it's just, oh my God. Oh, and it's just one of those things where it's like the shock factor is still there. And, you know, even though this won't be done for another, you know, anywhere from, they're projecting about 2026, but who knows what these kind of projects, you know, it could be sooner, it could be later. But it's just one of those things that even if you're not, you know, for university students who are here now who will be graduated by the time this is done, or for even alumni of the university that still reside in Nevada and Reno. It's it's going to be a big thing for everybody. And then you think of the, you know, the kids that are in high school right now who are planning to go to UNR or maybe they don't know where they want to go and they see how all of this is going to add to the university experience and they're going to say, hmm, maybe I should go there because they just got this $1 billion project and it's brand new basketball 
uh, arena. I know it's the recruitment options are wild mm-hmm. because then it's like just recruitment in general. Like we're gonna have an uptick in students now, right? Which, depending on who you ask, is a good and bad thing because you look at it, it's like, hey, we have like twenty one thousand. I think is the number roughly for University of Nevada Reno when it comes to only students. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have more, of course. They the university does pride itself on keeping its teacher to student ratio pretty low. Comparatively to other schools, they're probably going to hire a few more teachers now. They're going to have to find some money. Yeah. But the benefits that can reap from just the students, like the people going to the university and going, like buying into your housing, into your dorms and going to your, um, you know, the dorms, the res halls, whatever you want to call them, and like you know, staying here, especially if they're out of state. I think you're required to stay uh, in there for a year if you're mm-hmm. out of, if you're out of state. Yeah. People who are buying the meal plans, mainly the students at the dorms, but still, you know, doing all of, there's so much with the students. And then you take a look at the athletic portion of this, you know what I mean? There's there's so much potential for basketball, let alone any other sport, to get more people involved, like, get more people into your programs. Exactly. And, I mean, we already had a pretty good basketball reputation over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. one with women. Obviously doing really well in our division, but sadly not making the women's March Madness tournament. And then the men's making the first four, or, or the, the yeah, the first four. You know, like top 68th team and one of the top 68 teams in the nation. Mm-hmm. It's outstanding. And our teams don't look much different, like, in term, comparatively in terms of skill. So it's, it's just more and more and more. And, it, it th- like, just from the student aspect, I'm, like, I'm excited to see how much growth this brings to university. Especially now that, I mean... I saw it during the announcement itself. Fox 5 Vegas mm-hmm. already had stories out about it. It reached Vegas. Imagine what this is going to reach to the West Coast, to a neighboring states. Of course, I'm going a little smaller there, but like to California, Arizona, um, Utah, Idaho, Oregon. These This is going to make us, us as in like the university, a little bit more favorable in a lot of people's eyes. And that's going to lead to so many more people coming to apply. Well, and that's just the thing. It's look at all that stuff with the university and what it brings to them but just the whole city of reno in general i mean the the owner of the gsr he also owns the arizona coyotes which is an nhl team right right the plan is that they would potentially want to construct a hockey practice facility that would pave a way for a minor league hockey team in reno wait really yeah so mm -hmm. Uh, you you just found that that's one of the um i know that it was a later development after the press conference, but yeah, quoting from Nevada Sportsnet, they said the potential construction of a hockey practice facility that could pave the way for a minor league team based in Reno. That right there, I mean, yeah, you have the Reno Aces, that's a minor league team, which obviously, you know, that brings more of that sports aspect to a more of a gambling city. But, and I wouldn't say it's competing with Vegas, but it's nice to see, you know, Vegas is getting all these sports teams, and now Reno has a chance to build their growth with sports teams. Even if it's just a minor league team, that's still a huge deal for the entire city because then you're bringing in, not only are you having the university play their games at this arena, now you're having, you have a hockey team, a minor league hockey team, that's just going to bring in even more people. And whether or not it's whatever affiliate that hockey team may be with, with the NHL team, those fans are going to say, oh, hey, I'm, this fan of, you know, say it's the Coyotes and this minor league team in Reno ends up becoming their minor league team. Those fans are going to say, hey, let's go down to Reno and we could see these 
players developing, we can see what the future of the franchise holds. So it just brings in it brings in a lot that we could go into, but it's it's nice to see how it's benefiting not just the university, like we said, but just the whole community. There's no one who really loses here. No, not at all. And gee, I didn't know they were going to do the Coyote thing. That was during the yeah. Q&A then mm-hmm. that they mentioned it, which, hey, thank God they had the Q&A. Yeah. But no, it just, you mentioned like, how it benefits the entire community. This is going to bring buku dollars over. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously you can tell that this was going to happen. Like, like the, the economic impact was going to happen Like when you heard the announcement. But, like, again, like, damn. Um, but there's so much room for opportunities when it comes to financials, the GSR is like a like two exits away on the highway yeah. from the airport, mm-hmm. right? So then you have that connection right next to the airport. Not to mention you have also a couple of you have the Nugget, I believe, uh, at least within like a couple exits, like a good like mile maybe. Yeah, it's a little farther down. But yeah, mm-hmm. but still there. You know, you have all these different like big companies that are going to benefit so much. Airlines are going to go crazy because people are going to be flying in now. Mm-hmm. There's the chance to host big tournaments. Like I said, there was not like they mentioned that they can host men's and women's tournaments uh, for basketball in that arena. The amount of people that can now be comfortably housed in the stadium because I, I know it's less seating than Lawler because I think Lawler's twelve thousand. Yeah, Lawler was about twelve thousand, and yeah, this one is projected to be uh, ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah, but it, comfortably seating ten thousand people in your stadium in a amazingly State, amazingly state-of-the-art stadium at the same time. I say stadium, arena. It's There's so much growth there. And then the companies, like the family-owned companies, the local businesses, the other um, hotels and like motels that are around there, they're mm-hmm. going to get crazy offers oh, yeah. from like all these different types of people. Be like, I want to stay at your motel. I want to I eat at your restaurant. I want to eat this. Oh, what you in here for? Oh yeah, there's a tournament um, going on for our for uh, my alma mater. Say that Kansas comes in again. Yeah. Right. Hey, my alma mater's playing here, and I wanna, you know, I thought I'd come down for the game or they have many tournaments, right? And then also like, they mentioned boxing, MMA, and even they mentioned Disney on Ice, which I know a few people mm-hmm. in the yeah. in the crowd were like, ooh. <laughs> they mentioned all these different types of events, and I'm just thinking that's gonna attract so many more people to this place. Mm-hmm. We're not especially yeah, if you're getting these big old, you know, music artists coming to do a concert, and they say, hey, let's add Reno to our tour this time because of that new arena. Right. That's just, and then you say, oh wow, you know, Taylor Swift is gonna be performing at <laughs> the arena. The amount of people that are gonna come, who might not even know Reno existed, and now they're gonna come from wherever to see that like that puts reno on the map for everybody then there's going to be a case of if you don't know what reno is and then you're living under a rock yeah no kidding of course i don't know if we're gonna get taylor swift (laughs) we get taylor swift the amount of college students that are going to like just die (laughs) there's no other good way to put it they'll just like they'll just like mentally just be like taylor swift's coming I'm going to put all of my tuition towards Taylor Swift and take a semester off. It's well, obviously that's, you know, I'm overestimating and making a joke, but still, yeah, the class A artists that we can actually have here, not to mention opening weekend, like welcome week concerts, maybe there too. Who knows? What else? There's just so many opportunities that I'm happy that I'm happy for, especially on the economy, man. This is going to bolster Reno. We're going to be able to expand a bit. Well, and like you had said, um, I think this is, Grand Sierra is a perfect spot to do it because you look at, you know, the around, it's kind of in its own 
spot in terms of other casinos. You know, it's not really close to anything else. But you look at some of the other casino, you know, well-known casinos in Reno, and no other casino would have that much space and ability to do that. It's like 140 acres, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you look at like, oh, the Nugget, you know, they don't really have any, they're right off the freeway. Something like the Pepper Mill, the Atlantis, they're right down, even Circus Circus, like they're right in the heart of the city. There's barely any parking to begin with. Like it's just the building and then that's it. Grand Sierra, you really have that. Because right now it's all that plenty of parking and little kind of dirt area around it that's around the freeway off of 580. So it's, it's, they couldn't have picked a better spot. And granted, I mean, I'm sure that was things that were talked about because like I said, no other casino in Reno could do this. GSR is realistically the only one that's capable of it. And that whole area, especially coming off the freeway, being five minutes from the freeway or from the airport at max, it's just, it's, you're really going to look at Reno as more of that, um, what Vegas is trying to be. And, you know, Reno will never be on the same level as Vegas, obviously. But just to look at Reno and say, they're this big capital on the West Coast. They're bringing all this extra entertainment and, you know, just districts around it. And it's because, I mean, I don't know if you could agree, but Reno is definitely more, it's not really modern. In, in some cases. Yeah. And it's just, it's. You know, this is something that the city could just use, you know, because, I mean, you drive around downtown Reno and it's, you know, you see all these older casinos and older buildings, you know, and I know that's kind of the the vibe that Reno has and identifies with. But being able to add something like this really just because you always have to keep up with the times, you know, and if you if you don't have things like this and then you just fall behind compared with other cities around you. And I do agree. Obviously, you want to keep up with other cities. So that way there's a point of. You know, relevancy, mm-hmm. a little bit of like upkeep, like, hey, we're still here too. I do think that Reno, I will say, knowing that we're having this now, I don't think I would have said, yeah, Reno needs this before the announcement, yeah. if you know what I mean. Because I think Reno was kind of just doing its own thing for a while. And now that we have, you know, this going on, it's like, yes, this was now, th- this is it. This is what the city's going to do to really bring in some people and genuinely get back into a bit more relevancy than just like, you know, Vegas's cousin. Right. Which is outstanding. And again, I the Bellagio looking fountains <laughs> yeah. in the front. It's mm-hmm. just like we understand. He, the owner, um, his name is Alex what's his last name? Uh, it starts with an M. The GSR? Yeah. <clears throat> his name is Alex Murlio. Murlio? So Alex Murlio, he does also own uh the Sahara mm-hmm. over in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Is the owner of the Arizona Coyotes, yep. or at least majority or part owner. I, yeah, it just says owner, majority. I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, so obviously he has a bit of touch with some of the things like, you know, when he mentions the hockey stuff going on, obviously. But I think that while there is so much good going on with this, there's also decently a few at least either neutral or negative things, right? Because we just finished construction on Exit 15, yep. which now all of a sudden we have to do a lot more construction. We can't let the, you know, the, the area around GSR look bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're going to have to do construction there, which I think is going to impede a bit. I know it was annoying my first two years just genuinely being like, ah, yes, I get to merge onto one lane because they're still building the others. You know what I mean? So it, I guess like – and also the traffic. I mean – I obviously being from Vegas. Also, hi, I'm from Vegas. Um, 
you know, there's a little bit of like, oh, I know what it is like to drive around T-Mobile Arena. Yeah. I know what it's like to drive around Las Vegas Ballpark when the Aviators, the AAA team in Vegas for, uh-huh. in baseball. I know what it's like to drive around there, and it's kind of annoying. I know what it's like to – I mean, I don't know what it's like to drive around Legion just yet. Just because I'm from Vegas doesn't mean I go to every event. <laughs> right. But, you know, there's still that little bit of like, okay, we understand what's going on here. So I'm hoping that they have a plan to help with that because there's a lot of question marks on – all of a sudden there's going to be a, a metric crap ton of traffic mm-hmm. all around the GSR, especially when Nevada gets to play in the stadium. Yeah, You know, there's that. Um, you know, there's, Ooh, this is also another topic that we thought of beforehand. And I do want to touch on this a little bit with things happening in Lawler, right? Obviously it's a great benefit to just be able to walk to the stadium in like 10 minutes, especially if you're in like great basin, Nevada LLC, one of the dorms, Mm -hmm. or if you're in like, like a pack play or park play, excuse me. Um, or like the uncommon apartments, you're literally across the street from it. Yeah. Now it's at minimum a 10 minute drive. Yeah. Do you think there's anything to possibly remedy that? Because a lot of people, especially like on like X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, or just on like, or like on other platforms itself, a lot of people have been kind of voicing concerns about like what that actually means. I mean, I get it when, especially how you see how, you know, basketball games, football games, any of that, everything's all on campus. It's within, you know, it's within the vicinity. So the most you have to do is, the most you'd have to do is maybe drive like two minutes down a certain way, you know, but usually you can walk. Um, So I definitely, it's going to be a big issue that the university and the city are going to have to kind of game plan because, um, you know, obviously, if the UNR basketball team is going to be playing there, students are going to want to go. And that's kind of the building block of, you know, college games is the student section. So now it's, okay, how are you going to get these students here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them who have cars can just drive, no problem. But, but what about the ones who don't have transportation? You know, so coming up with a some kind of public transportation idea or shuttle, something that, you know... Students can meet up somewhere on campus, and then the shuttle picks them up, takes them over there. Something like that. Um, I think Nick Stewart, who is one of the writers for the Sagebrush and also the assistant news editor, mm-hmm. mentioned that in his like quote tweet. Yeah. So shout out him. He, that was very, that, that's very smart, and they should do that. But yeah, continue. Sorry. But I mean, so I I understand the reason to for concern. Um, but when when you look at some of these bigger schools, um, who have their own separate arenas for their teams. Not all of them are on campus. You have to drive a little bit if you want to get there. Um, I mean, I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know USC, their football team plays in the LA Coliseum. They do, yeah. I don't think that's close to the university. I would have to double check. You keep um, talking, I'll check. Like I said, yeah, I could be wrong, um, but I there's plenty of venues that aren't exactly connected to campus and it's just one of those things where you know that's the price you pay if you want something that's nice because something like that can never work um off of virginia street where the university is you know that's not something that can happen so it's it's one of those things where you know you're not going to win every battle and there's always going to be issues whether it's that or whether like you said about the traffic or construction, how that's going to affect the area. So there's always going to be things that 
people will find something to complain about, but the goods of this situation outweigh the bads by so much. So it's one of those things where, um, yeah, it's just, no matter how they do it, transportation-wise, um, they'll figure it out, but it's definitely, I understand the reason for concern, um, but yeah, it's just, it's something that they'll have to live with. That's fair. And if this is correct, the Coliseum is 13 minutes away. Yeah, so it's about, like, that's I, about I, how it is. 13 minutes walking, 6 minutes driving. Oh, gotcha. So, and that's from the Student Center, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Yeah, the Ronald, the Ronald Tudor Campus Center. Yeah. So, comparatively, a similar thing, I right. guess. A little bit less, especially, I don't think they have to take a high, yeah, from what it seems like, it doesn't, they don't have to take a highway, but we got Chick-fil-A on the way there. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm Sorry. <laughs> But I do hope that that question was asked in the Q&A after the press conference, and I do hope that if it wasn't, that the city and the university already have some kind of game plan that they're going to marinate. Um, Because, I mean, you know, like, let's be real. um, Whether it's students or whoever goes to college games, there's going to be drinking involved, you know? Mm -hmm. And sure, it's easy now because... You can have a good time, walk to the game, and then just walk back, no driving necessary. But now, if you're going to factor in, this arena is going to be, you know, 15 minutes away from the university. How are all these people who are having that kind of time at the state, at the arena, how are they going to get back? Because, I mean, yeah, sure, there's Ubers and everything else, you know, but it's kind of, of money. Exactly, and it's one of those things where it, it then makes those who attend the games, it makes it their problem instead of when before at Lawler, they wouldn't have to worry about something like that. So it's one of those things where they'll figure it out. Um, but I do hope that question was asked at the Q&A. And if it wasn't that they at least have some, they're thinking about it. Not to mention, like it gets icy here. And oh, yeah. I know of a friend who literally broke her ankle because she slipped on an ice patch coming back from the UNLV game last mm-hmm. uh, last spring. So it's like, like they have to. Well, I keep on saying like I'm gonna, ah, but there's a lot of things that have to play into this, and I think that they're gonna. Like, like I said, I'm hopeful that they have a plan. I think they will over the next coming days. And as the media, like, as the media starts to talk about it and starts to really dive deep into how they're exactly gonna do everything and mm-hmm. like the questions that are gonna come up, I think they will have. And I say they as in like, the university, right. the GSR. Maybe even the city of Reno. Who knows? I think all of them will have a plan set in forth to make sure that students are safe. Students are just like walking around. Who knows? Uh, walking around next to the highway, next to all these other places where it's just like, eh, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, and especially at night when mainly basketball plays during daylight savings time, like the, the back end of it. So it, it's going to get dark at 4.30 at night. Exactly. So I think they will have a plan. It's just a matter of how deep that plan goes and... I think you mentioned it earlier. This plan is not really going to be done until at least, or at earliest, 2026. Right. So, which, that does dig a little deep because I think if we're on track, God forbid we aren't, knock on wood, but on track we graduate May 2025. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a little bit just like, no, this sucks. But But, this is one of those things where, because I didn't see any answers about that, but when they plan on exactly... Unveiling. Starting this um, and what they're going to, like, their project plan of 
this is what we're going to construct first, or are we all going to just do it at the same time? Um, you know, is that when can we expect construction to start so we know if whether or not it's going to affect people who want to go to the GSR still, people who are driving around it, you know, because obviously construction builds a lot of issues for that. Mm -hmm. um, and from what at least I see in these renderings, I know they mentioned something about parking lots or parking garages, for especially for the new tower. Right. But when you look at the renderings and you compare it to a real-life map of what the GSR looks like now, everything that's going around the GSR where that land is currently is just parking lots, you know, mm. and all that, you know, so say it's 2025, this thing is halfway through, or, or 2020, whatever, it's, you know, halfway through construction, all this parking space is gone, what about the people who still want to go to the GSR? Is the GSR going to take a little bit of a hit because they say, okay, well, where the hell are we going to park? And, you know, some people probably aren't going to want to park however many blocks down the street and then have to walk all the way just to get to the casino. I think there's probably going to be a plan put in place like the Vegas garages. Uh -huh. And just to give a little bit of perspective, um, some of the casinos have like underground garages where they have like three, four floors of um, of parking spaces. Right. Uh, four for staff, for VIPs for people who have cards, you know, they have a lot of those. And then there's the other people like there is a bit of outdoor parking, but it's not as commonly seen. And then there's the huge parking structures that they have as well. Mm -hmm. I think they only have like, I don't know how many they have over there, but they do have a fair bit of parking garage spaces as well. So I, th I think that's where they're going to lean towards where like, where they have all these parking structures and they, that's going to be the primary parking for every for everything yeah. mm -hmm. they're not going to be like four stories or five stories like right. they are around campus yeah. I, these are going to be like i wouldn't be surprised if they're 10 story mm -hmm. parking garages yeah. they have to be there's no way you can house ten thousand people at say at max capacity ten thousand people in just the arena alone for like with like four five-story parking garages exactly unless those parking garages are like 50 by 50, uh, 50 by 50, or 100 by 100, or however much a huge parking structure is. I would assume it would be like a 500 by 500 would be huge, considering. Yeah. And obviously the numbers were low because I was just giving them, but like, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're going to be building these huge. This is going to be a huge project. They're pumping a billion dollars at minimum from what they were saying. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's so much to speculate about this. And yeah. there will be a lot of content on the Nevada Sage Bear, so please go check those out because... And we will be covering these as much as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. I, we have a lot of writers now, so we should be able to get a lot of content about this out within the next like, week or two. Um, but yeah, um, we are reaching the, about the 34-minute mark, so I think it's a good place to call it here. That's this is, this is wicked, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this evolves. Yeah, the most I can say is, you know, to the future students who plan on coming here to the university and those who plan on still living in the Reno area by this time, just be excited because once this, once this, the day comes that this is all unveiled and it's opened and, um, it's, it's going to be a really bright future. So for the students, for everyone who's going to be here around that time, um, hopefully I'm, hopefully some of us are still 
in the area, um, yeah. at least to see it. Uh, but if not, we'll come back for sure. But either way, Reno is going to get very big from this, um, and I'm very excited to see how my hometown's going to do. This is, I, I think a lot of people have been saying this on Twitter, especially like promote for like promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is a new era of Reno, of the University of Nevada Reno, and just Northern Nevada. And yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited. So. Anyways, thank you for listening to us yet again. We This is the third official episode, so it's very, you know, we're coming up on a month. Yay. But thank you all again. I appreciate it. Uh, follow us on our socials. Yeah, I got to remember which social is which again because I, um, honest to God, am not the greatest at remembering names. Um, so follow us at Talking Pack on Instagram and Talking Pack UNR on X, Twitter, whatever you call it. And just for more daily stuff that we can give out to you, we repost. We try to post stuff on our Instagram and Twitter as well, yep. eventually. TikTok's still pending, so always be on the lookout for that. But yeah, so this has been Derek Raritan and Dominic Gutierrez. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a blessed week. Have a good one, everybody.